Hi, I'm Michaela Loach. And I'm Rebecca. And this is the Yikes Podcast. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Yikes Podcast. We're back with another season after a long break. I don't know why I sang that. Season three, baby. Season three. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's how we started season two as well. We like both sang and they were like, <laughs> why did we do that? <laughs> why are we like this? Um Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm really happy to be back. Um, I'm excited to like I love this podcast. It's like my favorite space to do communicating of all these different topics i feel like we can have really great conversations here and add in a bit more nuance um and if anyone's new to the podcast you're more than welcome um we have 21 other episodes in the past that you can listen to um but the yucks podcast as a whole is basically um a space to have some more nuanced conversations and kind of relaxed conversations about different important topics that might seem overwhelming and it might make you want to yikes and run away but we want to lean into them because these issues around social justice um anti-oppression and trying to make a more equitable world for all of us are so important and we need to engage them and we can't ignore them and remove ourselves from those spaces um so I'm Michaela, and this is Joe. I'm (laughs) Joe. After that long break, you know, which it was so necessary, I think especially over, like, the winter periods to, like, reflect and slow down a little Mm -hmm. bit. But, you know, we're back sassier than ever. Mm -hmm. And we thought, um, we'll just talk about rest a little bit, because that's what we were supposed to do. Don't know if Mm. we did. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But we'll get yeah, into that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we talk about <laughs> um, rest a lot on this podcast and on our own platforms yeah. and in life in general. But I do wonder how much I am actually resting. Um, mm. And I think, it, yeah, I think it's like a it's a huge topic and it's a difficult thing as well because what does real rest mean? Like there are different types of rest. Like mm-hmm. how do we effectively rest and like how do we meaningfully rest and not just like kind of trick ourselves into thinking we're resting. Um, but we're going to dive into yeah. like why we think rest is so important as like a as a part of liberation and as a part of um, anti-oppression and as a part of creating a new world. Um, like what the different types of rest is, like what real self-care mm. is and community and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we hope that you enjoy. Yeah. So basically, just a big old ad for some bath bombs. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> Sorry, that really got me. That was such a loud laugh. Um, <laughs> I remember I was like, oh, is this is this a bath bomb? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, nothing against no, yeah. bath bombs. We love, I mean, bath, I love bomb, a bath bomb. Yeah, but, but, but that's all rest is, isn't it, Joe? It's, it's just bath bombs. Yeah. It's really easy, guys. Um, two steps, you know, get yourself a bathtub, <laughs> throw in a bath bomb. Put on a face mask. And then- wow. I hope people can, like, deal with my, like, level of sarcasm, which, like, <laughs> I feel like I toned it down a lot, especially in season one and now it's just coming through and yeah. no I love it I love it because that actually got me I find your sarcasm honestly so funny because you, you're just you're very dry with your humour um but um that's understandable anyways we move on but that, I guess that kind of that kind of segues quite well into um yeah yeah what has rest or, or self-care and things like that become um I guess in mm. like a our kind of general understanding of it how has it become something that's become like marketed um and kind of I guess yeah like for even for me I think until the last couple of years I saw rest or self-care as the kind of things of like oh it's just when you put on a face mask and sit in a bath and yeah and chill or it's like yeah. when you yeah you do the kind of self-care which is very focused on like the individual and like um me just mm. yeah just doing these kind of pampering things and that's what rest and self-care is R- rather than it being a thing of like really like renewing the soul and like and I don't know it just it being mm-hmm. something more kind of almost like much deeper than that and much more like spiritual um in some ways mm. and in a way of like being connected to a whole rather than just being connected to yourself if that makes sense <laughs> Totally. I think it's so interesting because it really shows like how, you know, in a capitalist system and this capitalist idea of um, rest, like upholds the the grinding culture Mm. that 
we are supposed to rest from because if we have like if you're selling us these quick fixes that mean we can act almost be like more productive in the other spaces that where we don't rest you know and mm. um I, th i think it's so interesting because it's such a vicious cycle of like you grind your like you're supposed to grind yourself to the bone then you buy um, a way out of it then you mm. have like exactly yeah and you like you know you have these like small rest spaces which um that is also reliant on other people's um, productivity and like you know so like there's like this like endless like looping of like um of propping up systems which are inherently unsustainable and um i get yeah and like unjust mm. you know and uh for yourself and for the collective yeah yeah um but it works really well yeah. you know because that's that's the whole exactly. point like how for them. these kind of this capitalization of um i don't know if that's the right word <laughs> <laughs> this this making mm -hmm. self-care a capitalist ideal upholds the grand culture yeah. of capitalism is what you're saying and like how and i was thinking about that because mm -hmm. i recently got an eye cream i've never had an eye cream before and yeah oh, wow girl. look at me mm, skincare wow i know everything i know nothing about skincare <laughs> at all um but I, i got an eye cream I actually got um and it on it was like you know reduces dark circles under your eyes And I actually like have been really tr like struggling with sleep recently, and I was like, oh, you know what? It's fine now mm. because I have this eye cream. So, <laughs> and Ooh. like that had even become in my head. I was like, oh, it's fine. Like and I was like, actually, no, sis, you need to sleep. Yeah. Like you got dark circles under your eyes because you're tired. Like go to sleep. Like this. Yeah. And e I don't know, even this idea of like, you know how I've seen I see people post, and this is this is no shade to anyone who posts this at all because I just think this is like this is also within all of us is how. I'll see people who, I don't know, work really busy jobs and are like, oh, I've got these gel things to put under my eyes um, because I'm, mm. because I haven't, because I'm working so much and I'm, but like, at least I'm going to look bright eyed. And it's like, yeah, how much we've, when we're maybe not seeing kind of the real deep issues and yeah, we're trying to buy these mm. quick fixes so that we can work like the hours that we shouldn't hum humanely be able to work or humanely should work or yeah. healthily or that aren't actually healthy for us. Um, but we're like, mm. oh, and we, and a lot of the time, like within the system, it's like, you should work that much so you can generate wealth or, or support yourself. But then you're spending that money on fixes that actually maybe resting could help with, as in like taking time away. Mm. Um, and yeah, I guess it's like a tricky cycle. Yeah. I, I guess like one thing to acknowledge there as well is like, you know, like certain things that we do, um, around like rest or like propping us like using things that make us feel good when we are not able to rest is like we still like there needs to be space also for those means um as like a short-term mm -hmm. goal because i do think that whilst we're not being while certain people or like whilst people are not in situations where they are afforded mm -hmm. rest or um you know like working less in all of these spaces they still should have the opportunity to do whatever makes mm -hmm. them feel good whilst we acknowledge that like the like the, the long-term vision is obviously that you don't even have to grind that much for them to rest mm. you know like i think that's where um, the kind of the complexity comes in around holding both like both things can be true but actually like i'd rather that people aren't aren't exhausted at mm -hmm. all and also like there's a really um interesting trend happening again where like circles under our eyes are becoming like a beauty trend again my really? friend told me this and i was like sorry so you've tricked us all this time in thinking you know like like i don't know and like for me that's like so now we have exhaust exhaustion as a beauty standard mm. a fucking again like oh gosh and i guess what this system is so yeah, flawed I guess what you're saying before is, is like we shouldn't have to deserve rest like it shouldn't be having something we have to work for like yes. it shouldn't be for yeah, rest, yeah or just to be healthy like it shows that there's there's inherent yeah. issues in the system that yeah i guess rest is something that is also unfairly distributed kind of in in like a similar mm. way to like when we talk about and that's why i think when i talk about a lot of things and redistributing these different things and whether it's like wealth or privilege things like that it's also like we want to redistribute joy and rest i think those are two things that and people yes. should be everyone should be able to access rest and be able to access health like mm. and i guess resting is healthcare as well like having It improves our health sure. in so many different ways. I haven't actually read it because I'm too scared to, because I'm scared it's going to tell me that my sleep habits are terrible and killing me. But um, there's a, <laughs> the book called Why We Sleep is what I hear everyone recommend about this, um, about especially, mm. around, especially around sleep. But that's something you could read if you want to dive more into this. But on like a surface level, 
Sleep is so essential for our health and our healthcare and therefore deficits in sleep between different communities um, or just between different groups of people or between different individuals. Um, they actually impact our health so much. And I guess that's why like rest is like a political issue as well. And it's a an mm. oppressive issue as well. It's not just about kind of having dark circles under your eyes. It's also about like your life expectancy and healthcare and all these Mm -hmm. different things as well um yeah 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 especially when we look you know like I mean COVID is such a good example for who's been able to stay at home and quote-unquote rest Mm -hmm. even though generally obviously a pandemic isn't a restful time but in when we look at like who's disproportionately at home who's disproportionately working on the front lines or um in shops and all of these things you know like like depending on the community's like there is a cert like a high high neglectance of like rest and care in the pandemic and then in the wider circles and i think we talked about this before like ages ago you know also around like like the first like or, or the second um like feminist wave where you know a lot of for example like white women were saying you know we we want the we want to work and we want to you know like be um empowered enough to work where you know, like kind of like more like black women have been saying, you know, like we've been working on this time, mm. like we want to rest. And like, and, and that's where also like this like redistribution of like care and rest, you know, needs to be acknowledged of like, well, the, certain people have the privilege of being rest, like, you know, to have, have a space and a safe space mm. to rest. Um, Not that these people are super good in resting either, but like there are disproportionately, um, you know, injustices around even what rest means um that's a really good point linking it to, to the like is, would that be second wave feminism um second yeah and, wave, if, yeah. and if people maybe don't understand what they what like we mean by like um black women were already working so especially in like a u.s context well, actually in a kind of global context um black mm. women um were had to work and, that, and if you want to learn more about this actually um reading uh Women, Race and Class by Angela Davis is a really good kind of introduction to this where it talks about how during chattel slavery, black women had to work as much as men had to work, um, but also had to do a lot Mm -hmm. of kind of other duties as well. And so when it came to this kind of idea of women wanting to be in the workplace, a lot of black women were like, well, we've either during slavery had to work um, a lot or even post-slavery had to work as um, nannies or as housekeepers and things like that there was this more of idea of wanting to, wanting to rest and that showed how this kind mm-hmm. of white feminist like feminist ideals were really um ignorant to the reality of other people's lives um and i just think that's a really good connection that you've made bet- between these two kind of issues and, and how yeah and i guess in that way that's that's another way in which rest is politicized and rest is is mm-hmm. like a social justice kind of issue in yeah in which communities have been allowed it and which communities haven't and like how i guess the the necessity to take a kind of intersectional lens where we look at the how all these different issues connect um when we look at rest as an issue mm. yeah i mean i am um, yeah I, I think i learned a lot from the like about this from the nap ministry mm. um on instagram like and what you know like i think what i've also been thinking about so much recently is like especially in movement spaces and I'm sure we'll get into this anyways but like around like the idea around like individual care and self-care and like um because like the nap ministry on Instagram talks a lot about like you know creating safe spaces for people to like nap in community even and just like you know provide like a safe space for um particularly for for people from marginalized communities to like lay their heads down Mm. and and have that safe space you know and like I'm, I, I do think a lot about like how like our movement spaces are often so full of action and, um, distress, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, outrage and for all the good reasons. But I do wonder like what it would do to our movements if we created more spaces for people to rest. And like, would that also prevent more activists from burning out from, you know, and also like what would that do for our collective well-being? Because if I if I know that I'm in a room full of rested people, mm. I know they have more emotional capacity, I know they have um they're less emotionally like fragile. Um we might have more deep experience like, you know, like deep deeper talks because we have that stability in that connection. Um mm. yeah. So I've just been thinking about that. Mm, a bit. That's such a good point about yeah, because yeah, I guess I'm so used to um 
to expecting everyone in movement spaces to be burnt out and exhausted and so and and i guess that expectation does impact how we interact with each other and how we communicate with each other and how we do these different things and yeah imagine if we could walk into a room and be like all of these people are like rested and healthy um Mm. and are able to kind of deal with these big complex and quite harrowing topics that we're often dealing with um and i can't think what you're saying about um this focus on and the nap industry wanting people to nap um i read i I mentioned this article before but i read an article in vice about black Mm. power naps which talked about this um exhibition that the writer um attended that was run by black latinx um artists and it was basically just like physical art which was saying that as an exhibition it was like we want black people to go to sleep here (laughs) like we want you to come in Mm. and take a nap and realize that that is important and that is essential and that is a way of kind of tackling oppression and to kind of break that down as to how that can can tackle oppression in different ways is that um there currently exists like a sleep gap between the black and white community that has been observed um through different studies um so some studies have found that the that black americans are five times more likely than white americans to get less than six hours of sleep at night and are more likely than white uh. Americans to feel sleepy during the day and on average get an hour less sleep sleep per night than white Americans. Um, so it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a, like a tangible gap between two different communities. And yeah. yeah, those are statistics for the US and I don't know what the statistics are for the UK. Um, but this... And mm. I wonder then also like how the, for example, like the gap between like holidays is mm. and like the long, like longer work hours and like, you know, stuff like that. As yeah. Well. And I guess, and sleep deprivation was something that was used as well um, as a, and still is today used as a form of torture against different, different communities. Um, yeah. And it's a way of like, of preventing, and I think, and not, not what you think, but I think it's a way of preventing people from being able to like imagine a new world and imagine something better. Mm. Um, and that's why I think, addressing this sleep gap and, and prioritizing rest and prioritizing sleep is so important not just because historically it's been um removed from different communities and it's not just the black community there's a socioeconomic divide as well so there's a, a huge economic divide mm-hmm. between like the amount of um rest that working class communities are offered compared to other communities and and that yeah that comes into holiday and it comes into sleep hours but and so many different things mm. um but all of this kind of deprivation of of sleep impacts yeah health in so many ways but yeah it impacts how we are how we're able to imagine a new world and how we're able to dream um and i think that dreaming and imagining are like such powerful and amazing things and especially for liberation Mm. if we don't have the space to to dream of a new world if we don't have that kind of that time in sleep because there there are different times in your sleep cycle where so sometimes are essential for health and well-being but um, an Atlantic article reported that in the quieter stages, the brain is still 80% activated. Um, and in these quieter times, the brain is capable of, um, quote, robust and elaborate information processing. And they said that in these times, that's when you can kind of work out um, solutions to problems that you might be having, like whether it's in your life or it's more kind of big existential problems, or maybe it's about mm. how do I dismantle this kind of thing I see that's oppressive? How do I what kind of new world would I want to create? Um, and that's my, sorry, I'm rambling so much about sleep and imagination. But that's yeah, I so think good, if you, yeah, like yeah. you talk a lot about futurism and how futurism is important and being mm. able to imagine a new world is important. And I think when reading about the sleep gap, I was like, how much of this is contributing to um, kind of disruption in the ability to imagine a new world um, as fully as we'd want mm. to. sleep is like actually quite a common example for for resting um but do you have any like other things that like you do or like you see as rest or um that you practice yourself if you are resting as you should <laughs> i i think i'm really bad at rest actually i think i it's something that mm. i'm really trying to focus on um this year in 2021 um as a priority is just trying to actually work out what rest is for me um I think that there are things that I can try and like there are behaviors I can do to to try and cultivate a more restful time and things like I don't know disconnecting a bit from social media as in like turning off my phone that mm-hmm. helps to really slow my brain down Re- weirdly for me things that help me 
kind of rest my brain, which I don't know if this is really resting my brain, but reading books about community activism really helps me rest. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I want to explain mm-hmm. that a little bit because I think what it does is it kind of allows my brain to stop whizzing around a lot and instead kind of focus on how we can build community and how we can build a community struggle. And for me, I don't know if this is me like tricking myself into it being rest, but I always feel less stressed when I'm doing that. Um, And maybe it's because Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to focus on like 20,000 things at once. I'm only focusing on one thing. Um, And, but then I also have checked myself and been like, am I just tricking myself (laughs) into saying this is rest? Because this is also still something that is like productive in other spaces in my life. Don't know if that makes sense. Mm, but I think there's a difference between like passive rest and active yeah, rest. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, and like, because I think in some ways, like, I also find really like passive rest really hard mm-hmm. a lot of times. And like, for me, that's more things where I like, quote unquote, like do nothing mm-hmm. or like do something very much like for me. And whilst I obviously like, we should be doing that and we should be, you know, allowed to do that thing as well. Like, like for example, active rest, is where I feel like I'm actively refueling myself. And that's if that's for you, like reading about active, like, you know, active change making, collective change making, you know, isn't that actually beautiful that like um, community gives you the rest that you're looking mm. for? I think, but I do also see that the, the kind of like dilemma is like, is it, is it still like me, like, you know, having internalized capitalism and like, I'm just fooling myself. Yes. But if it works in the meantime. Yeah, I think that, then- that's what you need to check is it's like, if it's working as long as I'm checking myself yeah. on it, then that's fine. But that thing about internalized capitalism is something that I'm having to, and this is why I'm thinking of having to work on rest so much because I have internalized mm. like capitalist ideals of success and productivity and work so much that I realized that I'd got to a point where, I'm, I've probably been doing this my, a lot of my life to be honest, but I realized how much I had just been almost glorifying being mm. burnt out and like a mess. Like I... I kind of loved yeah. it in a really sadistic way. I was like, oh, <laughs> like I am I'm so burnt out that I'm crying and like tired and I have bags under my eyes and like I'm so tired because I'm working mm-hmm. so much. And I was like, yay. <laughs> like how yeah, scary. Yeah, no, I get it, yeah. I get like it. I wore it as like a badge yeah. of honor. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. Like I'm so busy and stressed. And it was like, actually, I like that is me being like, I I know, like, I was valuing that because I saw it as success under what capitalism tells you is, is, like, it just being busy and productive. And I think it was, I saw a post by the Nat Ministry that was, like, resting is productive too, but but in a way mm. that resists, like, the capital, capitalist ideals of production. And I was like, whoa, like, oh my gosh, yeah, because when you're yeah. resting, you're doing things, like, your body is mending itself, your brain is, like, working mm-hmm. stuff out. Like, you're, like being healthy <laughs> and I think I was like and, f- and it, but it's also kind of sad how for me I had to see rest as a productive activity in order to do it yeah you know and like there's so many I feel like slogans now as well it's like oh if you sleep more you're more productive during the day and I'm like uh this works and it's still like those slo- slogans are like so scary because that reinforces like you know the loop that we were talking about earlier around like rest for capitalism mm. And, like, the capitalization of rest. But 100%, like, like emphasize with, like, the, like, romanticizing mm-hmm. of, like, stress. And, like, I'm even, you know, sometimes we want to brag to our friends and other people of, like, how much work we have to do or, whatever, like, whatever's happening in our lives. But I am always, like, now, like, these days, especially, like, a lot more careful of actually saying what I'm mm-hmm. doing or, like, what I'm not doing. Because I feel like even that competitiveness of how much we are juggling or how much we're doing could really trigger like either side Mm -hmm. about like how we feel about ourselves and like um whereas actually like these things should be joyful and you know like rest should be like not really cause an existential crisis where you're like i'm not doing anything anymore which it definitely does for a lot of times for me Mm -hmm. you know of like oh, if I'm resting, then I'm not giving myself up for the... And that, you know, and then that triggers that kind of like the savior narrative as well, mm. especially for our activists, I think. Um, where, yeah, it's like all just a loop and it's very, like, very deeply rooted um, 
in our society, I think. Mm. Um, mm. And, I, and yeah. I definitely get that around. Um, I will feel guilty, and this is something I'm really trying to tackle, is I'll feel guilty when I'm not, quote unquote, doing anything. Like, but and if, I realise that I've almost made my rest time in some ways having to be productive. Like, I'll be like, I've got time off. I have to read 10 books. Like, <laughs> like mm. I have to. Otherwise, I'm not, like, have I justified this time? Um, and yeah, yeah, and this guilt of being, I think especially because, like, because of the privileges I hold in this world and the fact that I am in many ways much more comfortable in this world than some other people are, um, I mm. can definitely feel guilty in in the in the ability that I have to take rest I'm like there are people who don't get to rest and how like how dare mm. I especially like around climate work I can definitely feel this guilt sometimes because yeah. I'm like we're running out of time like this is something that like this isn't something that I can, we can just pause on like we're running out of time mm-hmm. this this mm-hmm. is the, like other people are having to and people are losing their lives because of this climate crisis every day like how how dare I like I don't know sleep for 10 yes. hours like uh, like or how dare I like I don't know watch something silly or how dare I like hang out with my friends and be silly I don't know those kind of things will go, come into my head and this is this is where mm-hmm. what I find really difficult because it's like I, I can't <laughs> like even then yeah. that's like my brain trying to work all this stuff out because it, it, yeah, it's like I think that one thing that I think it was um Jess Malley said it on the episode that when she came on is that we want to get to this new world that we're getting to as healthy humans and so even mm. though all of these other issues are so pressing, even though all of these other issues exist, and even though it's unequal and who can like experience these different kind of jotties, we also need, we also as in like as us need to get there as, as healthy humans. And so that means that, yeah. and that means that I guess how we're doing rest, and this can kind of move back to like what is rest and what is rest, how we're doing rest and how we're doing these things, we should be trying to think how can we cultivate a kind of um culture of rest within all of us and not just within just us so it's mm. not just so moving it away from just being an individualist thing but in like a collectively kind of thing like how how can yeah. we rest in a way that is accessible for all of us and how can we rest in a way in which it's kind of community care and as well as just individual and not just like an individual mm. thing yeah and you know and that requires like us to look at the wellness industries or different like activist like um not activist um activities you know that promote um rest or well-being and you know like who's leading that mm-hmm. like who's accessible for and and then you know like by that like i think we like there's so much opportunity and like if you know for collective like well-being mm-hmm. like wouldn't it also like be so much joy like more joyful to like rather than you always having to make make separate space for you to rest rather than like it just being a collective energy mm. uh not uh, yeah like a collective energy and mm. activity i suppose um but like you know sharing that like i don't know sometimes you know like when you like go on like a really long walk with your friend and then afterwards you just like slump on the couch and you just like you don't even say anything for like an hour <laughs> or something but you just like in each other's space it's like i think that's you know a lot of times like that's also a form of bonding mm. and like having time together but in different forms and like there's so many different ways that we can cultivate those things and I think especially in activist spaces yeah you know like when we start thinking of our of our groups and our collectives and um the spaces we inhabit like as you know maybe more like ecosystems where you know not everyone has the same uh, activity levels or the same functions mm-hmm. as the other person and um, you know, an ecosystem is based on everyone having these different functions and upholding each other depending on the season and the days that we go through in the different structures we are, um, you know, like, I guess, like facing. And for me, like thinking about that for our groups or collectives that we inhabit, like if we acknowledge that not we don't all have the same energy spans, mm. we don't all have the same concentration spans or um, even time to give to the movements, you know, that means that actually we up, uplift different people at different Mm -hmm. times and therefore actually our movements become a lot stronger and resilient um rather than us relying on a few individuals to give their Mm -hmm. all and everything and you know and and like and also acknowledging you know like especially when we think of like more you know the seasonal times of the earth and like you know maybe even ourselves as well like how you know like of course we need time to rejuvenate Mm -hmm. and to 
like how can you even otherwise like how could you even process all of these like ideas and everything if you never gave yourself time to digest anything mm. like it's such an unhealthy way of living mm. um and i do wonder like if that you know like i mean as much as we've talked about like you know staying at home is a privilege how but that how that also could have been maybe a catalyzer for some people to have the time for once to actually like look into different new resources mm. and, and stuff like that yeah and I guess reflecting on how what normal was before and what parts of normal yeah. do, you don't want to bring into your life anymore so yeah. I've seen a lot of my friends for example especially my friends who live and work in London have said how they've realized that like they don't want to do their commute every day now because they've used mm. that time to go on a walk outside in nature or something or to just breathe and exist or sleep a bit longer and how before yeah. kind of in the quote-unquote normal times they were just kind of running themselves to the ground and I guess what like what you're saying about so many different things especially about how can we do rest in a way that's community care and how can we do self-care as an actual community care thing I think this is something that I'm really working out and I'm not I'm not like I'm not 100% sure on but for, for me it's also mm. in how can we try and have rest outside of this idea of capitalist rest i think it's choosing forms of rest that aren't forms that can be bought if that makes sense so for example mm -hmm. maybe it's being out in nature or maybe it's just focusing on your breath or things like that like things that are i think quite inherent to us as human beings um but that we might have felt a bit detached from because we've been told that in order to rest, you have to um, go on a two thousand pound spa retreat, um, <laughs> and you have to like. Oh my gosh, I would be stressed. <laughs> I can tell you. Even sometimes, like I mean, I've I've only like rediscovered bath like last last month, like last year, and I had two. And like the times I was there, I was just like, I'm what? stressed. I like, love a bath. This is not the self. No, I love. No, I love a bath. I love a good bath. I love a good so soak in. You just some sit yeah, there. I just want to. I sit there and I read a book. And it's like really nice. Yeah. I'm a big fan of a bath. See, personally, I love a bath. <laughs> but then... Yeah, no, you know, like my ultimate self-care is like probably like lying in the moss, like in a forest getting rained oh, on. I love like... that. That's great. And that sounds like, also that yeah. sounds like a really sustainable form of self-care. Like, I think it's a bit... Eco-queen. Eco -queen. <laughs> Are you enjoying this podcast? Um, we really hope that you are. The Yikes podcast um, is able to happen mostly because of the financial support from our wonderful patrons on Patreon. Yeah, I mean, Michaela sounds like a super deeper advertising capitalist girl, but actually we're two anti-capitalist babes in a capitalist world. And um, by you supporting like the show, um, it just generally sustains it. It allows us to like pay our guests that... Uh, now and then come on the show and it allows us to do you know much more community work and be able to support different charities and just generally you know make this make this thing happen yeah and if you don't know what patreon is because i think a lot of people might not know it is basically a platform that allows you to support creators or podcasts or different kind of groups that you really like um, and you can financially support the, their work directly um, and it kind of stops us having to rely on things like ads which are quite annoying yeah um, <laughs> so on Patreon and on the Yikes Podcast Patreon there are different um, tiers that you can subscribe to so they start from just £3 a month and then kind of go up from there um, for the £5 a month one you get a bonus episode every single week um, which is just us chatting about a different thing that's just happened in the news or something personal about our lives um, they're much more kind of intimate those episodes um, and we really enjoy making them we do Q&As as well over on the Patreon and it's just another kind of space that we can interact with you guys and we really love it and we're so grateful for our patrons who have made this show possible up until now and if you'd like to become someone who supports this podcast if you have the ability to do that um then you can check out our patreon in the show notes or just go to patreon.com slash the yikes podcast um and you can check out the different tiers there and sign up to support this show we thank you so much for your support so far and we hope that you're enjoying this episode Um, yeah, so Joe, how would you 
kind of differentiate passive self-care and active self-care how would you kind of describe those two things because you mentioned that before but just to maybe Mm. describe what that you mean by that I think like for me like like I think like both are super important but like for me like sometimes you know like a passive like passive um rest is something which has like nothing to do or nothing related to like the usual work um or my passions that I go after so like you know something like I don't know baking or something just like which is or like even just like lying in bed um maybe even sleeping whereas like for me like active rest is something where I it's usually like around like especially community and like where I do something um actively and which but and like I feel exhausted after but in like the like most joyful mm. way you know like when you I don't know like when I used to like volunteer in like my local community around like um doing like k- community kitchen work like it was it was like exhausting work mm. but actually it was like rejuvenating me you know because um I just I focused on something like a simple a simple task like not like super complex and stuff but I was with people I had like joyful um conversations and stuff and then it was for the collective including me mm. um rather than rather than just like just focus on myself and I think also you know like the the actually the activities that fall under these things can belong to both groups but for me I feel like always like active active rest is where I I actually get to do something um or like I get to like practice skills or something mm. um but in a way that like where I feel like reju- rejuvenated after mm. um I don't know if no, that, that, that makes that makes tons of sense you know, that makes tons of sense yeah. and, I, and I think I can relate to that as well because like when when you've been really busy doing something in a community project or like in some sort of like I don't know grassroots group or doing stuff um but that you kind of sometimes at least I can experience sometimes afterwards yeah feeling that what you described as like this tiredness but for me it's not like a tiredness of my like of my soul it's just of my Mm. body and it's like my body's ready to Mm -hmm. sleep and I sleep blissfully yeah and that and that shows that in some I guess in some aspects like why it might not be seen as rest in some ways I guess it is a, a form of rest um and I think when I think of yeah. like how can we, and I'm not going to be completely right about this, but because there's this, the quote by Audre Lorde that that people quote a lot um, that says, "Caring for myself mm-hmm. is not self-indulgence; it's self-preservation, and that is an act of political warfare." That quote itself, I feel like, has been probably used in the wrong context a lot, um, mm-hmm. or kind of co-opted a lot for different forms of. Um, like more individualistic self-care but I think what Lord was talking about in that in that is yeah a form of um caring for the self that allows the self to be there for a longer time and a a Mm -hmm. form of caring for the self which resists um kind of existing oppressive systems and that's kind of I guess another thing that I ask myself when I'm doing a type of rest I'm like is this a type of rest which is upholding ideals of, of oppressive systems or is this one that is in some way kind of outside of that or undermining that um yeah I think that's what I also like you know I think like meant with the like the loop is like we need to stop um and I totally understand why we do it and um I do too and I think there's so much space for that but I think at some point we need to also do activities outside of like it being based around oppressive systems Mm -hmm. but just for what it Mm -hmm. is and for the world that we are dreaming Mm -hmm. of so like if we are only measuring our rest like as like an opposite to the capitalist system, we are somewhat still upholding mm. it because we're measuring it everything by the capitalist mm. system of grinding culture. Mm. And obviously, like, you know, like we are somewhat, I guess, like locked into that because we exist in that. But I think like at some point, like imagining that like, you know, rest and care is just, is more of the focus than the add on. Mm. It's actually really beautiful work like a world to imagine mm. um without having to measure it by the like the the like the bad stuff or the toxic toxicity of the mm. current system but that's super hard and you know that's easier said than done no that's so, such a such yeah. a good point that's such such a good point because i guess yeah i notice how much in my life i am constantly measuring everything against these oppressive systems and how i guess mm. in that way my 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 mind and my imagination is limited to those systems still and I, I, I genuinely find it yeah. really hard to look beyond them sometimes. Um, and mm. this is something that I'm also trying to challenge is, myself yeah. 
on a lot because yeah and there's something that you challenge me on a lot which I'm really grateful for because I, I genuinely find it so hard sometimes to like imagine outside of these systems or like outside of what's what's directly in front of us um which is quite sad for sure <laughs> it's super hard yeah it's, it is it is really sad but um I, I think like acknowledging that is already like actually so brave you know what I mean like because it does I think that is just like then that opens up the doors of like well you know sometimes our mm. imagination for better worlds to come and for justice aren't actually as outrageous mm. as we think they need mm. to be like like you know like imagining that people deserve to sleep and deserve to have like safe spaces for sleeping and resting mm. and and stuff isn't an outrageous no. thing to imagine mm. although in the in the current systems it is mm-hmm. you know and um so yeah I, I find it sometimes really interesting how that gap exists between like who imagined colonizing mars is like seems like less outrageous than like people getting some sleep <laughs> But like it is in the capitalist yeah, system, you know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. that's really important. Yeah. We it shouldn't it shouldn't be hard for us to imagine these things. And as as well, I guess kind of adding on to that is it's like I think too often I'll limit myself as to what I'm allowed to imagine. Um and yeah. and I've been really challenging myself on this recently because I've just been like, if I if all of us just limit what we're um, able to imagine, then we're just limiting the world as a whole because if we don't mm. even allow ourselves to imagine that far, like how are we ever going to get that far? And why would we want to limit how far we can go? Um, I think I mentioned this before. I've definitely mentioned this in many interviews as well. But, but just because something I think about when I think about limiting imagination or imagining a new world is how Angela Davis said that um, when she was um, fighting for like what the, the new world that they wanted to see, um, she's in some ways kind of, kind of grateful that, that the world she wanted wasn't the one that they got or that their revolution did happen in their time mm. because she was limited to, to, to loads of different things and she was limited to like understanding loads of different things um and I've definitely mentioned this in the podcast before so I'm sorry for anyone who's having to listen to that again but it's because this is something that challenges me that I'm like even if someone who maybe I like really respect or or to all of us actually anyone that I really respect their view of or think has great views in the world their image the best mm-hmm. world that they can imagine will be so limited in those different worlds, even the best, best one they can imagine. So we can't limit it any more mm-hmm. than that because if if the best world that we could possibly imagine is still limited in different ways, then why do we want to limit that further? Um, we should try and like always kind of push further on. Um, it, yeah, exactly. And also why we need community desperately, you know, because what you think, like where your yeah, limits exactly. are is very different to where someone else's mm-hmm. limits are and where my limits are and... Between all of that, that's where new futures and new worlds, you know, come come to life. Yeah, it's all of that mixed together, and that's why we can't really do yeah. we can't do any of this stuff on our own <laughs> um, because yeah. we'll just be so limited, and we won't really understand things fully or be able to help everyone in general fully. Mm. Um, yeah, I think just one last thing that I want to get off my chest mm-hmm. for rest. I'm like so scared sometimes to talk about it because I feel like the wrong people who've been like yes. resting, mm-hmm. especially on their like, you know, um privileged bombs. <laughs> um to like like I feel like they're gonna take the too hard where actually like they should be the like yeah. do you know what I mean? And this is I think this is what I mean because I don't wanna seem like a dickhead. No, but no, but I, I feel the same. Like, I find it difficult, um because I think you're the, I think you're the first person who said to me rest is resistance. I don't know if you if you got that from that ministry or whatever, but I remember you were the first one, one to talk to me about the importance of rest um, and kind of challenged me on that. And I think I I now say it a lot, but I am every time I say it, I am like, oh, but what if it's the people who currently don't do anything who are now just going to be like, oh, great, I can just rest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's why I think that I, I was exhausted after one infographic slide. So let me just just sleep for another three years. But it's like, yeah, yeah, but I think this is where, for me, the kind of redistribution idea comes in. Is it's like, mm. if you recognize that you already like have many privileges in, in when it comes to rest and, and being able to rest or when it comes to be able to do self-care, radical self-care or just in be able to care for yourself, then think about how can you redistribute those resources or even some of that time towards 
making it more accessible for everyone to um, access rest and everyone to access the ability to care for themselves. And caring for yourself Mm. is like, also when you talk about self-care, self-care is also just like cooking yourself, being able to cook yourself healthy meals, that's self-care. Like that's something that should be accessible to everyone. When we talk about self-care, we're not just talking about bath bombs and face masks and everything. We're talking about the ability to care for yourself and your body. And that's more what Audrey Lord was talking about in the quote that we mentioned before, because she wrote that in her book after she got her second cancer diagnosis and she's talking about like caring for herself and like keeping herself alive as as being a radical act and so if you recognize and I recognize I am someone who is able to to care for myself in many ways um and I so I I think to myself like yes it's still important to to continue to care for myself but if I have if I have like a kind of surplus of energy at some point like how can I Mm -hmm. redistribute that to other people how can I well how can I redistribute these yes. disabilities to other people and I think that's that's where it comes in is like that's how we can the that's how we can it can stop quote unquote the wrong people from taking this message on mm. too much yeah yeah and I guess that's also like the more we grow strong accountable communities the more we can balance mm-hmm. that out and like the more you know also I think like individually we will actually acknowledge that like you know when is it call for action when is it called for slowing down Mm. and stuff um yeah so and also it's not my place to judge who should rest or not that's not what i meant no 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 no, but i I totally know i totally totally get what you're saying and i think it's it's also and that's why i think it's difficult possibly in these times of um staying at home and not being able to be like physically together in communities it's i think a real real accountability for what accountability actually is is actually quite difficult because i think real accountability happens in community of like people who actually love each other and care mm. for each other um but these kind of principles are being and, and then and then it can mean oh, sorry this might actually be a bit of a side note um but I, that's why i think that accountability can also come from ourselves of being like if you're listening to this and you're thinking oh um yeah, I recognize that I could use the resources that I have to redistribute the ability to rest and the ability to to mm-hmm. have some, to care for oneself. Um, then, then you can like kind of know that with yourself. And I feel like all of us have some sort of self awareness, <laughs> um, and we yeah, can do that within yeah. ourselves. And it doesn't need to be either of us. With, like, it's not either of us judging anyone to be like, oh, well, we think it's no, you. It's no, more no. encouraging that kind of sort of self kind of reflection and accountability within ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And to end of this episode, um, could I quickly read a poem that I wrote? Yes, yes okay. please. Um, I was hoping you would read that. <laughs> so when I actually read the article um, in Vice about um, rest being a form of reparations, um, and I'd really recommend reading that whole article because it dives into what that actually means more. And it was written by um, Jeanine Francois, um, and we'll link it in the show notes. But after reading that um, that article... I had a nap for the first time in many years, actually, I think it was, um, like a proper nap and it felt really great. And then when I woke up, I wrote this poem, which is more for myself, but then I ended up sharing it because I just felt like it. Um, but it's like, it's more of a reminder to myself because sometimes I can not allow myself to sleep, I think, and just to rest. Um, and so it's called um, Soft Black Girl. Lay your head down, soft black girl. You've been told to be strong by everybody in this world, but lay your head down, soft black girl. You deserve to feel all the joy in this world, so lay your head down, soft black girl. You don't have to carry all the burdens of this world. Lay your head down, soft black girl. There is power, there is magic in your skin and your curls. Lay your head down, soft black girl. Your rest is resistance in this messy, troubled world. So lay your head down, soft black girl. reminder to me and hopefully to anyone else who's listening who might be the kind of person that um because of how the world especially views black women as having to be superheroes and having to be strong and do everything um that we're also allowed to be soft 
and we're also allowed to be soft with ourselves and soft with other people and just be soft and squidgy and able to be hugged and held and sleepy um yeah so yeah that should we yeah. should we wrap well, up that's a yeah beautiful end uh to the first episode of the next season um yeah so glad to be back oh, you know I really me too this. and i'm really like and we want to we're gonna do like a mix of episodes in this season we'll have some really fab and exciting guests on but we'll also have episodes that are quite kind of reactive to what's going on in the world um i think both of us are keen mm. to talk about climate stuff more because that's something that i feel like we almost stop talking about as much i don't know um mm. and we're always open to suggestions and ideas about what you'd like to hear from us um so do um follow at the yikes podcast on instagram and if you just drop um a dm over with suggestions and we'll make sure to read them and another kind of ad many thing is make sure that whatever platform you're listening to on this on, um, you subscribe. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could write us a review, because apparently for some reason, Apple Podcast reviews help more, apparently. And it will help mm. the podcast reach more people. So if you could write a nice review there. And if you have any um, kind of negative reviews, you could email those to theyikespod at gmail.com. Um, and we will take the time to look through them. Um so I've been at Michaela Loach on Instagram, also Michaela Loach in the real world. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jo uh, Becker and I'm Trees and Peace on Instagram. And the sounds, bits and bobs have been done by uh, Finley Moet. And um, you can find us on Patreon um, at the Yikes Pod to support the show and um, and everything. And thank you so much to those people who are already subscribed and like make this work possible um and enable us to like pay any every guest that you know comes on the show and everything then yeah uh thank you so much and yeah um you know take a nap take a rest yeah i hope um, people have a sleep after this that would be nice yeah go yeah, and have some rest yeah. look after each other look after yourselves um and we will be back soon with another episode 